Expert. It's a brief, informative, and lively discussion with experts in type 1 diabetes and interdisciplinary research. We're recording this event and we're going to post it on the Sugar Science YouTube channel shortly after the presentation. If you have questions for our guests, please pre feel free to enter them in the chat or raise your hand at the end of the presentation. And today we have as our guest Patricia Aperico, Paricio Domingo. Correct me if that's uh, not the right pronunciation. She's PhD. And she is ABCAM's research lead for immunology. She's really responsible for managing the development of products in the immunology world and infectious disease world. And prior to joining ABCAM, Patricia was a postdoctoral fellow at University of Lausanne. She studied the role of stromal cells in regulating adaptive immune responses. And she holds a PhD in immunology from Erasmus University Medical Center, also an MSc in um, biomolecular sciences, and she's co-authored numerous scientific papers, including publications in the Journal of Experimental Medicine, a European Journal of Immunology, Frontiers in Immunology, and the Journal of Innate Immunology. So the title of her presentation is really Supporting Type 1 Diabetes Research with Sustainable, Validated, and Consistent Reagents, and we all know that uh, antibodies are critical for, you know, really validating um, your work. Um, if you don't have the right antibody and do the experiment, uh, it really, it's a lot of wasted time and effort if, um, you if no one else can validate that because of the antibodies, you know, weakness, I guess you can call it. And um, I'll talk a little, just a little tiny bit about AM ABCAM. ABCAM is a global life science company and it really develops, distributes, and, um, and identifies high quality biological reagents. And I think they also, um, I think they're innovative. APCAM is also innovative in that they partner with life sciences organizations. They want to, or they intend to co-create novel binders for use in drug discovery, in vitro diagnostics and therapeutics. And it's very interesting that they've just sort of partnered with uh, Ykeros or Ikeros. And um, so I hope that she'll touch on that a little bit here. So welcome, Patricia, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Monica, for uh, the kind introduction and, of course, for the invitation of uh, uh, being part of this Sugar Science Initiative, which I think is uh, uh, really interesting. So I'm going to share my slides, if that's fine. Yeah, so uh, thank you for the introduction. Indeed, uh, I am Patricia Paricio. You got it almost right. So I'm the research area lead for immunology. And today is really my pleasure to speak to you about how we at APCAM are having an impact in type 1 diabetes research by providing um, validated and sustainable consistent um, antibodies and reagents. So I joined APCAM uh, last October, and um, in addition to having an impact in science, something that really um, keeps me excited at APCAM is our commitment to increase scientific reproducibility. As you just very well said, the, we are having this crisis of reproducibility and where scientists in the different labs are not able to replicate the data, and this is mostly uh, due to uh, battery agents. So let me kick off by just talking a little bit about APCAM. So APCAM is, um, was founded in 1998 uh, here in Cambridge. It was a small antibody company that really 
aimed to, to provide um, high quality reagents, antibodies for scientists. And uh, since then we've been growing a lot. So in the past 20 years, we have now uh, 13 different locations across the globe uh, with more than 1600 employees and with more than 90,000 products. So just to give you an overview, um, we are serving um, the different sectors. Of course, we are uh, mainly focused, uh, are mainly focused uh, until now has been academia. So we've been providing reagents and antibodies for universities, research institutes, but we are also having a sector and we are uh, developing uh, products for the pharma industry as well as for the diagnostic uh, development. So, so I said we have 90,000 products. Um, so this includes, of course, antibodies, uh, cell lines, proteins, peptides. However, we are mostly an antibody company. So this is, uh, this is really our expertise and, and this is our experience. So um, basically we have a really well-developed procedure and, 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 and methodology where we have the different uh, teams working on, on a specific subset and specific um, methodologies. So we have a very specialized group of scientists working on, on the protein uh, team, working on the design of the antigens, the immunogen, and selecting and doing research on the protein and the, and the, the target selected. Uh, we have a cell science team working on the production and expression, purification. And of course, we have scientists working on the development and the cloning and the screening of the antibodies uh, just to select uh, one final clone that will uh, pass to characterization and to uh, final uh, quality control. So this is just an overview of the of the, um, the whole process. Of course, it is very, um, as you can imagine, there's uh, many different aspects involved. But something that is important for us in outcome um, to, to achieve high quality uh, monoclonal antibodies uh, is to follow some sort of guidelines. And this is what we call um, the pillars in APCAM for antibody validation. So everything starts um, by doing the, 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 the study of research on the target, so the target background. This means understanding really uh, what kind of protein it is, how it is folded, how can we design it? What are the conformational epitopes? Is, is it linear, is it three-dimensional epitope? really understanding how this protein is going to be. We have in place the right uh, methodology, so we make sure we are following um, the protocols that are, and um, we are doing these assays, these tests, using the right cell types. And this is really important for some specific antibodies. So we are using primary, primary cells when, when it's required, and when we can, uh, sometimes we have to use disease tissue for immunohistochemistry, for instance, and we compare it with healthy tissue. And when possible, and we are also using sometime biopsies from patient samples. So Patricia, how, how often do you have access to type one diabetes patient samples? I mean, is that something you really, you know, interface with in terms of um, your, this workflow? Yeah, so we do have some collaborations and some agreement in place with uh, different biobanks, for instance. And as I will mention in, in, in a bit, uh, we are uh, working closely with collaborators from different institutes. 
which that means is they can help us testing on the right uh, settings. So sometimes we cannot really get these, these tissues from patients to our lab, but we can give the antibodies to the scientists working with these tissues. Uh, sometimes yeah. it's human tissues with diabetes patients, really, uh, but sometimes it's with a MURI model with a knockout system. It seems like, you know, uh, T1D exchange is right across the river there in Boston, right? And so they would be a really great help to source some of these patient samples. Am I right? Right. It's, it's, it's all about finding the right places, the institutes. Uh, as I said, Biobanks, we're working with some of the hospitals just uh, next to where APCA headquarters is. So it is really this network of scientists providing different tissues and uh, allowing us to do our, our, our job better, really. Great. Viva collaboration. <laughs> yeah, it's really an active collaboration and we really depend on, on collaborators and, and scientists. Uh, as we don't have all the expertise, of course, uh, and we really, we really need um, all the different scientists. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is uh, so this is about primary cells uh, or or this is tissues sample uh, biopsies or patient samples. But we also make sure when we develop our antibodies uh, that we are running uh, the assays under the the good conditions on the right settings. So what this means is that sometimes we need to stimulate, for instance, you will have to use cytokines or we need to use some chemicals to either induce the expression of the protein or to downregulate the expression. And we have to, to choose the right application. Sometimes it's designed for Western blood or for, for flow cytometry. So we really make sure we are having uh, the whole picture. And something also extremely important uh, when designing and developing antibodies and validating these antibodies is the use of the right controls. And, and especially, so what we use is a knockout uh, validation system. So where you, you are knocking uh, out or knocking down in some cases, uh, the protein of interest to really, to really look at the specificity uh, of the antibody. And we also check uh, other cross reactions, for instance, with isoforms or with family members, to make sure that uh, the antibody is really specific for this target. Great. Furthermore, yeah, because we're using recombinant antibodies, of course, we, we avoid all these issues with consistency. We have really robust uh, and consistent antibodies. And as you very well mentioned and, and highlighted, uh, the role of the collaborators and external partners are crucial. This is critical for the development and uh, tests and validation of the antibodies. So as I said, um, we have external collaborators from scientists uh, in academia, but also in, in the pharma and big uh, pharmaceutical companies that are also helping us with the testing. And we have collaborators um, that are giving us data before publication of the antibody. So to make sure that the antibody we are launching is uh, of the high quality standard that we expect to, but also after publication. And we achieve that by, um, by using the AVREVIEW system, which is in our website. So it's just a way to get feedback from scientists, either positive or negative. We value both, uh, both uh, feedbacks to, to improve, of course, and also positive to, to, to make it uh, more consistent and more robust. That's great. So how do scientists, um, type 1 diabetes scientists, access the AVREVIEW portal or you know, system? 
Yeah, Just... this is uh, it is uh, uh, straightforward. You basically need so once you have a product and you have uh, tested one of our product, let's say one of these. Uh, recombinant mono, uh, um, antibodies, uh, monoclonal antibodies. You just need to go to the product page and then you can submit an app review. And then we will ask a couple of questions, you know, like about, uh, you know, the, what kind of controls do you use? Um, what is the concentration of the antibody? These sort of questions, like very basic to understand that the, the experiment uh, was done properly. And, and that's it. And then we just display that information on, on, on our website and it's, it's public so and everybody it, can see it. So it's kind of like a Yelp, a Yelp for antibodies. And how much traffic do you have from the type one diabetes research community? I mean, are people coming in there or, or is this yeah. a chance to invite more people to do so? Exactly. Well, we have quite a lot of app reviews uh, in, in metabolic diseases and in diabetes. Uh, the, our portfolio for uh, for diabetes is quite uh, extensive, I, I would say. So we have some of them. I will just give you some examples now. But some of them are having are getting really good reviews, meaning that you know scientists are really happy testing it in all the different applications because uh, some of these uh, antibodies are suitable for 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 uh, different uh, applications. So we can get all these comments and feedback. Yeah. So well, we did our. Oh, sorry. We did our own little due diligence here, uh, reach out, reaching out to the community and the Abcam name came up, you know, most often as sort of the go trusted go-to just so, just sort of okay. um, that feedback was pretty um, impressive. That's, that's really good to hear. We believe that, uh, yeah, our antibodies uh, are really, um, you know, make the customers and the scientists really happy. We, we really make the effort to validate them carefully. We characterize them. And what we see so far is that we are getting really good feedback. Yeah. And of course, that's, uh, that uh, generates more interest for the scientists. And they are, you know, we have like a, a rating system with stars. So if you like it and it worked, perfectly in your application, in your experiment, you can give us like a five-star uh, review and that will, you know, be a way to, to promote somehow this, this product. So it's a really great system to, to get the opinion of the scientists. Uh, so I encourage you to, <laughs> to have a look at uh, the time. So, so basically we have these uh, different pillars to make sure we have highly characterized uh, recombinant monoclonal antibodies. And these the important thing is that this translates into reproducible data, right? So this is uh, finally the, the main goal and the objective. And I think APCAM in that sense is doing a great job uh, supporting reproducible data. So as I mentioned, because our antibodies are so specific and, and designed carefully, we are uh, making sure that we are only recognizing a single epitope and uh, they're highly reproducible as a consequence with no variation between the different batches. And in here we have just an example of an antibody recombinant anti-PDL1 antibody. So these are six different stainings uh, generated with uh, different batches of uh, this antibody. And as you can see, the, the, uh, the staining pattern is pretty much uh, the same, it's almost identical. So there is no variability there, and uh, which is what we expect, of course. And um, we also have this high uh, and improved sensitivity and specificity. 
And then uh, because we're using recombinant, so we have the sequence really, uh, there is no uh, issues, you know, like in the past we have with hybridomas, this, with the clone, yeah. there's no viability issues. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then we can, we can always um, produce more and it's fully scalable. Um, so this is really convenient. Um, and so this is about reproducible data. And as you mentioned, we really take care of the characterization and the validation and that uh, the antibodies working on the right application. This is an example of some of the uh, antibodies that we have for diabetes. This is anti-PDX1 and for other metabolic diseases as well. So we have here a beautiful staining of uh, mouse pancreas um, performed by immunohistochemistry. So this is for the immune system, for this is a mouse pancreas. We have also for a human pancreas as well. And this antibody is working in other applications, working on ICC. Uh, immunocytochemistry, where we are using in this case, not primary, but we're using a cell line, uh, which is the beta TC6, it's a mouse pancreas insulinoma beta cell line, which shows uh, positive staining, positive nuclear staining, uh, which is absent in, in negative control. In this case, this is a NIH 3D3 cell line. And in addition, we have other um, other controls such as no secondary antibody control, and sometimes we also use isotype controls. Uh, this antibody in particular is working for other applications like immunoprecipitation and Western blots, um, also with glycid uh, of this beta TCC cell line. Very clean. It's very clean, uh, sharp staining, and importantly, we, we know we are in the right controls and we don't have any uh, specific uh, staining or any specific bands. So we characterize through different applications. And uh, we're validating with the knockout, you know, as I mentioned, the, this genetic um, system to, 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 to look at the specificity. So this is another example of some of the uh, reagents that we have for diabetes and for metabolic diseases, anti-glucocorticoid receptor antibody. And I pick up this one in particular because just to illustrate, you know, for, for some of the knockout uh, validation that we're using, we even use different, different cell lines with different backgrounds. I'm just showing one, we have more uh, cell lines uh, in which we knock out um, the glucocorticoid receptor. In this case, we have a HeLa and we have the A549 cell line, and both different cell lines show nice uh, knockout depletion of the anti-glucocorticoid receptor. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's very clean system and that give us confidence and, and show us that, that our product is really specific. And uh, again, just showing that it works on different applications and that we use, um, sometimes we need to use treatments. Uh, in this case, we're using uh, dexamethasone to induce the translocation, the nuclear translocation of the glucocorticoid receptor. And this is after two hours, we can see that it's now have a nuclear staining by ICC, and it's also working uh, by flow cytometry or by uh, immunohistochemistry. So knockout validation in one is really our gold standard. We are trying to now implement this validation uh, methodology for many other reagents. So we're working on it. We believe it's really important uh, in reagents. And, uh, but we're only not, uh, we're not only supporting diabetes research by uh, antibodies. We also have a wide range of products 
um, on, on kits and assays, and I encourage you to look at the website for uh, for these metabolic diseases. We have a nice, uh, beautiful uh, pathway map with the different proteins involved, and where we suggest different kits and and reagents as well. So um, I just pick up a couple of them, like in human insulin ELISA, and this is a single step ELISA. Really simple, straightforward way. You create your sample, which can be either, you know, what samples you, you have in, in your hands, like in this case, serum or plasma. And uh, you create one hour and then you add the substrate. And in 90 minutes, you get your results. Again, we're using the same validated antibodies for these ELISAs and for these kits. And then another example, uh, this glutamate decarboxylase uh, assay. So we measure activity of these enzymes. Um, we, and we measure with different readouts, so we can get um, the, the, the activity, but also kinetics. And again, this is just an example. We have hundreds of different kits that are suitable for diabetes research. Uh, just mentioned some of kits, ELISAs. We I also gave you a couple of examples of uh, reagents that have been knockout validated. We have many more uh, uh, platforms for multiplexing, for instance, Fireplex and uh, knockout cell lines that you can use for your research. So we have a really uh, wide uh, um, range of, of products of interest for, for diabetes. And uh, just I would like to end up with, uh, with this slide. And just to mention that uh, we are really committed to help and improve scientific reproducibility. And this goes beyond technological advances. So for example, uh, we organized, and this was um, last June, uh, June 2020, sorry, we uh, organized the Reproducible Science Week. Uh, That's fantastic. That's, yeah, that was really great to have so many uh, good feedback and scientists uh, contributed. And the idea was to, to, to champion, you know, the best practice to overcome a reprodu reproducibility crisis. So it was really like to establish some kind of guidelines. There was something similar to what I show with these pillars on the, just making sure we have the right controls and, and things like that. So these kind of initiatives, I think they are really important also to raise awareness. Uh, within the scientific community. Something else that we are now being involved on is this ICAROS. We are now um, contributing and helping this ICAROS. It's, it's an independent open science uh, organization. It's a company actually uh, for antibody characterization. So and they're, um, yeah, they're based in Canada. I think we have two, we have a couple of people from ICAROS here. Uh, I'd love to have you at the very end, maybe just engage a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I think it's a great, really, initiative, and that we finally are having, you know, we're having this kind of uh, platforms and um, that we can really uh, collaborate and contribute. And what the outcome is doing is really uh, committed. We are uh, exchanging materials, reagents, and uh, cell lines for validation. And Anikaros is is really creating these reports where they compare side-by-side -side antibodies and that gives really, um, that moves this uh, reproducibility, um, that gives more confidence in, in the antibodies. And I think something just briefly mentioned, uh, I think this has been appreciated in the community that AFCAM is, is doing such an effort in, in improving scientific reproducibility. And uh, as, a, as a result of that, uh, AFCAM has received a couple of awards 
from site up in 2020 and 2021. So really, we are really proud of, of that and this initiative that the company is, is, is taking. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, with that, I would like to, to end this presentation and I will be happy to take uh, any question. Yeah, I would definitely um, encourage, you know, audience uh, members to kind of dive in here and, you know, maybe just, uh, I see Carl Laflamme is on here and Shaitan Reina. If you guys would like to sort of uh, add some value to the conversation, that'd be wonderful. Uh, sure, why don't I uh, start since I'm not a scientist, so uh, my value will be pretty fast, but we've partnered with, uh, with AbCam, who's been tremendous in providing guidance, uh, reagents, both knockout cells and antibodies to our tests. Uh, we're all open science. Everything is up on our website, Icarus.com, linked to uh, Zenodo, um, our Zenodo community, where we've posted, um, I think, Carl will correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're up to 20 characterization reports for antibodies uh, targeting largely uh, neuro uh, proteins at this point. Um, but we're really looking to expand the, the stretch goal is to cover the entire human proteome. Um, and right now we're doing Western uh, IP and IF, uh, but we'd love to just keep expanding all reports public, all data public. We have a, a monthly meeting with all of the companies participating where we show them our data before it goes up they you know critique our science uh we take that feedback we rerun where appropriate um but really this is a community effort so um we'd love to just keep engaging with more antibody manufacturers more scientists uh because we're a community resource so appreciate the invitation today to come and uh, attend for sure yeah no we we really um celebrate what you're doing and in fact we're kind of you know working with dknet to try to expand that open science community and also invite people to really get on board the fair data train so because uh you know nih here in the us is implementing the mandates in 2023 and that'll be very important for sort of all parties engaged to to really um understand that reproducibility is kind of like the cornerstone of um, what we're talking about when we talk about fair data and, and all those things that are coming down the line. Carl, would you like to say a few words? Yes. First, Patrice, I don't think we ever met. It's actually very good to, uh, to meet you and very, <laughs> very great. <laughs> very good presentation. I was wondering if it's okay if we go back to maybe slides six and seven. I might have a few questions. Absolutely. Okay, so a few questions. So regarding, um, let's see the five pillars for antibody validation that was published in 2016. One of them was, do you, do you get an, a, a signal from your antibody that correlates with a good RNA expression in your tissue of interest? So if we look at the IHC figure on the left, IH analysis of paraffin embedded mouse pancreas tissue. How do we know that the signal that we're observing here with this antibody is actually specific for PDX1? Yeah, well, um, so it depends. I mean, for this in particular, we run different controls. So we have different tissues. So we have what we call this Atlas microarray. And so we screen and scan tissues from different organs like liver, heart, lungs, and 
So we really make sure that the expression pattern is as we expected based on literature, basically. And, and uh, sometimes we correlate it with some uh, transcriptional expression that isn't available in some databases. And if possible, we run some uh, controls like uh, knockout or knockdown uh, whenever this is possible. For this particular, I don't think we have this genetic uh, validation, but we did have a validation for you know screening in different tissues. IHG is so tough in terms of validation. Something that we might try to implement, and I would love to have AppCam's kind of feedback, would be to use knockout cells as a cell pellet and do IHC on you know on these cell pellets and try to have whether this antibody, for example, will give a specific signal or not. That's something we'll try to do um, to do as well. But yeah, I understand is, IHC is very tough. Yeah, no, you you are absolutely right, and this is a, an excellent point. This is something that we are implementing, so still some sort of pilot uh, says for some of the high value targets we have these pellets and with the cell line. So we are kind of testing this, this protocol at the moment. Yeah, but for, for now, we are just relying on this tissue microarray and, and really literature, transcriptional data when available, yeah. Okay, and then if we look now at the IF figure, um, so we're looking at beta TC6 cells compared to NIH3T3. So I understand that NIH3T3 do not express PDX1, that's okay but there's probably 2000 different proteins that are present or differently, differently expressed between these two cell lines. So how do we know that the signal that we see in red in TC6 is really specific for PDX1? Well, sometimes we do, I mean, we do have some uh, stains with some other markers. So we always try to correlate and to find this co-expression of the markers. So, uh, yeah, we have, uh, you know, we need to test the specificity by testing different cell lines. And we really based our, our data, positive or negative, based on, on, on publications. And as a, in the same case as in monistochemistry, we uh, use um, the models when, when they are available by using stimulations to see the, if, you know, we can get uh, a regulation or induction or uh, when possible, we can use these genetic uh, systems for, for knocking down or knocking out. Exactly. I, I always feel it's tough because this is something at some point that I wanted to do as well. So we had this, this knockout clone by Western blood. We could tell that this knockout, you know, was indeed a knockout. But then in IF, we couldn't identify any antibodies. If though we screen, I don't know, 20 antibodies by immuno for instance, they all failed. So we screen a bunch of cell lines and find that that cell line expresses a very high amount of that target. And the question was, okay, let's use this, this cell line with very high expression compared to a knockout cell line, exactly like you're doing here, and let's do an IF. It worked in the sense that there was a specific, specific signal in that wild type line. However, the fact that all these proteins are differently expressed between two different cell types makes it very hard, I think, to make any conclusion. But I totally understand. I totally understand the, the strategy. Yeah. And maybe the yeah, next sometimes is 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 sometimes one this is our, our challenges, right? To find the absolute uh, final and necessary assay to to so we are doing uh, as best as we can and by using you know all the uh, uh, I don't know by using different cell lines. 
for instance. Now we are we are this we are displaying only these two, like positive and negative. But when we review this data, we normally get uh, at least two or three positive cell lines or, or negative to, to really make sure that, you know, it is expressed on the cell that is supposed to be expressed and with the pattern is supposed to be, is it nuclear or is it in the cell membrane? And as I said, is inducible. Or, but I mean, yeah. we are happy to always to, to hear any feedback and suggestion on, you know, ideally. Tell sorry. me, tell me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I mean, for, for tricky targets, what we try to do, uh, and we have, if we have any doubt whether it's specific, you know, whether the signal we are getting is really from, from the protein that we expect, we really uh, reach out to collaborators that are working sometimes mm. with a knockout mouse model. And this is actually the case for some of the antibodies that we are developing now for, for diabetes. Awesome. And, you know, we just send them the clone, they tested with their knockout mouse material, and we review the data together, and then we sometimes incorporate that data in the data sheet. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you Very can good. see that, that, that actually is sort of uh, another nod to the power of the community that you're in, engaged with and embedded with, is that, you know, you when, if you come across some kind of... Um, you know, issue, you can sort of reach out to these constituents and they can validate what's happening. And it's, it's, it's very collaborative. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, this is one of the, probably one of the most important pillars together with these uh, genetic models for validation. This is the collaborative network. Yeah. And this is, this is absolutely critical for us to develop good antibodies. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. And maybe one last question regarding the next slide. So by IF, you use the treatment with dexamethasone, and that's fair, to see the expression of here, it's glyco glucocorticoid receptor, that's, that's okay. But then in Western blot, you do not use any treatment. So how, how come by Western blot, you don't need a treatment, but in IF, you do need it? Well, we do have some expression uh, on a naive uh, in the knife uh, cell line, you know, we do have some expression. You can see that is uh, the staining on the cytoplasma. Maybe it's not very uh, obvious, but we do have expression. I mean, it is expressed on the cell. It's just this translocation that we are looking at uh, after the treatment, and that we can see that is moving from the cytoplasm location into the nucleus, and that we have a high uh, an upregulation of, of the protein expression. This is what we're looking at when we, look, uh, when we do the, the treatment on the, by IF. And so on the wall that we are able to detect it, but probably uh, if we do a treatment on the wall that we should probably see uh, yeah, maybe higher expression. So since you have a HeLa knockout, why not using it by IF? So use your HeLa knockout, treat it with dexamethasone and show that the IF signal is gone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. Sometimes we try to do the same strategy for all the applications. And even for the, I'm showing now a flow cytometry data with the HeLa cells that are not treated. And because sometimes, you know, the way we do antibodies sometimes is uh, we validate antibodies for two applications and then we app validate them afterwards. So that means that then we run, for example, flow cytometry, or in this case, we run uh, ICC or uh, IF. So sometimes they don't have exactly the same treatment, or sometimes it's just not necessary. Um, what we try to do is, as much as we can, is just keep it consistent. 
uh, if we do a treatment, it's nice to see it in flow cytometry as well, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, so we try to do that whenever it's possible, indeed, yeah. I see. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I have to just add, I think that this kind of conversation is, um, you know, really important uh, as you go back and forth on the finer details, the granular pieces, um, because I think it's, it's so valuable that um, I just think the audience can see that the level of care that both groups, uh, Icarus and ABCAM, pay the level of, of attention and care that, that is paid to developing these uh, best in class antibodies, but also in, you know, again, reaching out to the community to add value to making this happen. So I think it's, a, you, what you have here is a powerful, you know, symbiosis, I think. And I'm Correct. really looking forward to seeing how um, these two entities drive better antibodies into the future. I, I think you guys are doing something really significant and, and really important and appreciate you, you all joining today. And uh, Patricia, thank you again for your excellent presentation. It was really great. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was my pleasure. To yeah, fantastic. I look forward to uh, meeting you all again in the future. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.